Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here. And today I'm joined with Miss Monique Burfort. I'm overthinking it. Welcome to 321, Monique. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Great to be here. I continue to, as the show continues to evolve, my belief is as, as an addict in recovery, we all recover using different strategies and techniques. And I am becoming more and more fascinated with the body, the mind, the body, mind, spirit, meridian, you know, like all of the things. And I continue to bring on more and more guests, which selfishly educates me about um, these kind of topics. And your specialty is one that I've heard of, probably people in the audience have heard of, but maybe don't understand the benefit or how to do it. So we're going to talk about EFT tapping today. But first, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, maybe where you're from, what's your intention? Why did you want to be here today? Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I'm Canadian. I uh, live outside of Toronto, uh, Canada, and um, I have a very strong interest in sort of personal development, um, you know, growth and all that, because I have needed to, you know, like anybody, I mean, we we all need to grow and expand and everything. But uh, for me personally, it's always been something dear to my heart because I, I've worked on myself a lot. So, you know, how, how do, how do, how do I get happier? How do I have greater peace of mind? And, uh, how do I know sort of what, what I want from life? So that has been the eternal quest for me. And, um, I actually landed on, uh, I heard about EFT tapping, uh, probably over a decade ago. I was really intrigued. I, I work in, uh, sort of the children's mental health space, um, uh, as a social worker. I'm actually not doing frontline work so much as, as training other professionals in, in some techniques. It's not EFT, but that is the dream and the vision. Um, cause kids, this would be so amazing for them to learn this. And, um, so yeah, that is kind of the, you know, I've, I've used the modality we're talking about for myself, uh, which is why I'm passionate about it because I've seen the results with it. And, um, to the point where I got certified in it because I thought this is so great. I want people to know about it. And of course, uh, I wrote a book about it because it is for people who don't know what tapping is or even have just heard about it. So EFT, we call that EFT tapping. It's emotional freedom techniques. Uh, and, uh, it's a little strange. It's a little bit of shifting that paradigm in terms of, you know, how something as simple as tapping on these, they're actually, um, acupoints. So if you, if you know anything about acupressure, it's, we have these points all throughout our bodies. And, uh, when we actually can, you know, gently touch them or tap them, there's actually a physical, uh, response in the body, uh, in particular in the, in the, you know, with the brain, the emotional brain. So, um, yeah, your question, how did I end up here? That's how I ended up here because it's one of those things where, uh, it's something that has to be shared. And especially in this day and age with the crazy world we're living in, where people are highly dysregulated and trying to survive and get back on track with their, with their lives. It's, it's just such a beautiful, safe, uh, modality to assist with that. So that's, I think. <laughs> That pretty well sums it up, Bobby, I think. You you just added to my to-do list, Monique. So I'm going to change the world, right? Like I've decided this. And 
part of how I'm going to do that is, is looking through the lens of recovery, using my personal development and my big mouth to get reach. So everybody knows who I am, you know, like I'll be a household name someday, but I think I need to add EFT tapping to school curriculums. Like I want to fight for meditation being part of it, but I had never really, it never occurred to me even if it was, we started with college courses, right? Like where you can get exposure to a semester of it. But when you mentioned the children, what an easy fix to give them a coping strategy and a way to help their mental health if we actually did it in school. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, even just hearing you talk, talk to me about this, I get goosebumps because you know, it's already being used in some schools in Australia. They seem to be, there's a researcher there, uh, Dr. Petta Stapleton, who is big on getting it in the classroom. She's got a curriculum where she's teaching this to kids in the classrooms and te- teachers and so on. Uh, there are a couple of places in, I think, New York State where they are uh, experimenting with this as well. And yes, you're right. Like, if you think about these kids that come to school, a lot of them have so much baggage they come into the classroom with already, you know, that they're bringing in from home or they're bringing in from being on a school bus or, you know, being out in recess and, and having, you know, things that, you know, that have affected them in a negative way. And it's really hard when they're in that sort of stressed out place, place sorry, you know, to learn anything new, to have things come into the brain that's going to stick because they're dysregulated. So they're in their sort of, uh, you know, that, fight, fight, freeze place, their sympathetic nervous system. So if you can get them at the beginning of the the classroom to have everybody and just a few minutes, right? Just, you know, they come in from uh, into the classroom beginning of the day, everybody sits there, they tap on these points on their face, on their upper torso, teacher does it too, everybody like, you know, calms down, you know, the teacher's energy is more regulated. So her energy is, is, you know, uh, impacting that of her students and, and vice versa. And it's just a great way to start the day. So simple. So that, yeah, I, that is my vision too, is to, to make that happen because it's, it's just great. And it helps kids with the meditation. You know, you're talking about that, Bobby, because if you, you know yourself, like if you are really wound up, it is hard to meditate. <laughs> empty your head and sit there and really, you know, clear, clear everything. And, and so for some people, they need sort of the step before that to help kind of regulate themselves. So they're in a calmer place so that they can then go ahead and meditate. So I kind of see it as all kind of being tied together. I could see that. And you mentioned fight, flight, or freeze. And I I recently went to a stress, Mm -hmm. stress stress-free retreat uh, pressure free uh, with someone who's been a guest on the show. I went to one of her things and um, being ahead of the hormones being released in our body is really the trick to some of that balance. And it sounds like this is a good tool the way you just described it. So thank you for connecting some dots in my head. I would like to, if you're yeah. okay, do you want to get into a little bit about the technique and what it might look like? I'm happy to do it on air with you. We're going to be on YouTube, so we're going to show people, <laughs> you know, so if you're comfortable, I would love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be wonderful. And I, I wonder, Bobby, if just before that, I could explain what we're doing as we're just before we do it so people can 
connect the dots in terms of, you know, the physiology of the body. Um, so I just wanted to say that we, we have these um, points on these meridians. So I think we have to just back up a little bit. So what are meridians, you ask? Well, <laughs> you know, think about acupuncture, right? <laughs> acupuncture without needles, right? And why is that effective? Because these needles are going into these certain points or these little indentations, if you will, along these meridian energetic pathways that flow through the body. And even though we can't see them with the naked eye, uh, they are there. And this is why acupuncture can be a really effective tool. So um, what happens is when we touch the points that I'm going to demonstrate in a minute and have you tap along with me, is uh, we are actually sending a calming message to our emotional brain, our amygdala, which is the threat detector, right? So is there a lion over there? Uh, but also internally, you know, when you have those those negative thoughts, it activates, of course, our fight flight response, right? It's it's like we have a thought like, oh my god, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to do tomorrow? I have no money for groceries. Uh, boom, right? It's easy to get into that sort of, you know, panic, uh, uh, disorganized state. So when we can tap on these points while we're stressed out, it actually sends that calming message that goes through our, our, you know, neurons, neural pathways, and our brain gets the signal. It's okay. You're, you're not in trouble. You are safe, right? Because the body is always looking for safety. That nervous system is just looking to be safe at all times. So that's what we're doing when we are going to tap on those points while we're tuning into something that is stressing us out or something that bothers us, right? And we tap, we're actually telling our brain as we're thinking about that thing that's stressing us out, it's okay. You're fine. And what it does, it almost like repairs that connection between stressful event and, you know, the biological response to that event. So you can actually calm down and it neutralizes the zing or that charge attached to that thought. So it's a really cool um, modality for, for so many things, but let's, let's do the point. So there are different like protocols. Can I interrupt um, real mm-hmm. quick? Cause I have a couple questions. Yeah, absolutely. I heard you say narrow pathways, which is something we talk about a lot. Yeah. So okay. does by incorporating tapping into your regular routine, so not just when you're stressed, are you creating new neural pathways mm-hmm. as the more you practice? Is it a long-term? Yes, you are. It is. It is. That's an excellent question. Thank you for asking that. You are, because what you're doing, there's something called, not to get too technical, but there's something that we are learning more and more about the nervous system is something called this window of tolerance. And, and it's Dr. Stephen Porges that has been sort of a real pioneer in in sort of explaining what this is and doing research on it. The window of tolerance is the ability of the nervous system to tolerate, uh, hence the name, um, external or internal in, uh, factors in your environment that would normally get you into that stressed out state. So some people, uh, let's say you have somebody with this wide window of tolerance, that what that means is, I, you know, let's take the pandemic or something that's going on all around you, there's craziness, whatever. And if you have a wide window of tolerance, you can actually stay calmer in that calmer place for longer. If you have a narrow one, you could have the smallest thing that gets you triggered and sets you off and you can go into that stressed out state. So with tapping, it's like you're toning your nervous system. So it doesn't respond to every little thing that could potentially stress you out any potential triggers. So so to answer your question, if you do this every day, you create a habit, 
it's like you're toning that nervous system and you're creating new neural pathways in your brain, um, especially if you can start re-imprinting sort of new thoughts. So it's like affirmations, right? You can, you know, you, you take your favorite affirmation and as you tap on these points, while you're thinking or saying that affirmation out loud, you're actually creating a new neural pathway and strengthening that pathway so that you are more prone to kind of default to to that new thought as opposed to going back to the old one, if that makes any sense. It does. And I'm I'm glad that you explained it. I, I think about myself and your example was the pandemic. I had great tolerance for that. That totally, I actually embraced it and loved many things about it, which it just, I just did. But then you put me near a lawnmower or a leaf blower and I have zero tolerance for noise and for um, that kind of, that stresses me out where I feel it physically. Um, so I think I need to use this for the areas that I am impacted. So that was kind of what was going through my head. So I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but you laid a really good. No, film. that's good. I'm glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So the yeah. Okay, so these points. So there are, there are, we have like hundreds of them throughout the body, but in EFT tapping, we concentrate sort of on the, on the face and on the upper torso, sort of like four inches under your armpits, right? It's kind of as, as low as we can go, as we go. So I think it's about, I count it, I think it's about nine points or something like that. And you also have the side of the hand. You have these points that are located. So the fleshy part of where your, your pinky is right on that side. And so if you think about, um, you know, what these points are, they are endpoints of these meridians that surface on the skin, which is why they're accessible to us. And there's actually, it's really cool. There's, um, of course, I'm going to forget the name of this. There's a little tool that you can use, a little instrument that measures the electrical current at these spaces. It actually buzzes when you put it near these points. So it's, it's like just confirmation of these like electrical kind of little, you know, spaces on our bodies, right, where there's this little bit of this current, but I digress. So, um, so typically, the points are, often we start the side of the hand, and uh, I can talk more about that, why we do that, but the side of the hand is one. So maybe, yeah, just do this along with me, Bobby, let's just maybe, you know, five to seven little gentle taps, and then moving to the eyebrow point. So that's where your eyebrows Start right above the bridge of your nose. There's points right there. Now you can tap or you can rub. So some people don't like that. The, they find tapping too jarring. So just yeah, rub and breathe. The, the piece to this is deep breaths. So if you want to breathe deeply along with me while we do this. And exhale. For our audio people. So what we're doing here, we're moving energy. Right, right. Okay, and then we're moving to the side of the eye. There's that bone. And just let's gently rub and breathe in again. And breathe out. And then we're moving to under the eye, where you have a, you'll feel the bone there as well. Breathe in. Breathe out. Under the nose. Just above your upper lip. Breathe in. And breathe out. Under your bottom lip, so basically in the middle of your chin. Breathe in. 
breathe out. And then your collarbone points. So if you take your fingers along your collarbones, just sort of to where they meet, and you go down about an inch and an inch, uh, uh, inch down, an inch beside that on either side. This is, uh, these are points here uh, that you can rub. And usually they feel sore. For a lot of people, they feel sore if you rub. So it'll be interesting to see if you, if you uh, are sens- sensing any soreness there at all if you apply a little more pressure do you feel anything at all more of an awareness than some of the other spots we just did like because I, I could feel the okay. pressure I'm not sure sore is the okay. right word but and I also all right. I'm not 100% sure I'm in the right spot I'm trying with the inch and the inch. <laughs> yeah you know what another way if you're not sure you can take your whole hand and you can kind of rub, rub it there like you take your finger but it's hard to miss it. Like, even if you're a little bit over, as long as you're in the vicinity, if you use three fingers, like you'll get it, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll land on it. No problem. So I should be feeling um, bone. Yes. Pardon me. I should be feeling bone. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little lower. Go a little lower than that. Oh, yeah, a little. Uh, yeah. Can you see? Yeah. Right below, below those bones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is usually where pe- people can hold a lot of stress there. That's why often it's sore. That's sort of one of those key areas. I must oh, be in the right spot. I'm seeing I something sore. in your face. Yes, I found. <laughs> oh, sore. there you go. Okay. Okay. That means you need it. <laughs> so you have some stress tension uh, that's collecting there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last point is four inches where sort of for women where their bra strap, their bra strap or whatever you want to call it is that's sort of four inches below. And that's another spot. And you want to keep breathing with this, because as I said, you're moving this sort of stuck energy in your body and you're releasing it. You're getting it flowing again. Is this and then the top of your head? Monique, it could be. Okay. Yeah. Are you feeling, are you feeling, uh, yeah, it can be absolutely. You could have this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you okay there? Yeah. You keep going to talk about, wow. Yeah. You keep going to talk about energy and I keep interrupting as these sensations come through. Um, I have a question because I should have probably said to people that are listening, hopefully you're not driving. I mean, you can walk down the street and do this. You might look a little different, but um, can you do it one handed? Like for the places, like if you did. Yeah, you can. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you can. You can. Let me, the last point is the top of your head. So if you take your, your hand and you kind of put it like a claw and you kind of cover both hemispheres of your brain, both sides. There's a lot of endpoint meridian endpoints that are located there. So that's another another spot. So um, and then take a deep breath. So once you kind of do that, you go and you breathe out and you just let it all let all that stuck energy kind of move through you. And. It's, we only did one round. Do you notice anything at all? Even a, a minor, um, a minor impact of that at all, Bobby, anywhere in your body? I, I think I do. I'm still, 
I could still feel as if my hands are on my side, which I find interesting, like as mm-hmm. if I was putting pressure. Um, I felt it. I don't know if this is right or not, but I felt a little in my head as we were going around. I don't know how to describe it. Almost like a headache wanting to form, if that makes any sense. Like I don't have a headache. Okay. But it was definitely Mm -hmm. awareness in my head before we even got to the top of my head. Okay. Okay. And you know, sometimes that happens with um, people react differently and there's nothing right or wrong about any of it. Um, when you have energy moving, and so just for listeners who are like, what is she talking about energy? Right? <laughs> it's the, it's the life force. I know. Like if you're not thinking in t- those terms, it's like, you know, the body, this really comes to us from the Chinese 5,000 years ago, right? And they're, you know, they, they're the ones who really, we have acupuncture thanks to, to the Chinese. Um, and it's this idea that we have this energy or the life force that makes us alive on this planet, right? That moves through us. And when we have, uh, and, and vitality or, or really, you know, good health is when these, this energy flows without sort of these blockades, right? Without these blocks. And so their definition of someone who is healthy, and this is the thinking, if you have a flea flowing energetic system, so going through the meridians, which are the, the pathways to carry this energy, then you have, you're healthy and you have this vibrancy. But if you have unresolved emotional trauma or unresolved issues that you are housed in the body, it can interrupt this flow of the energy. And so often with the tapping, when you do this, it's kind of like you're you're moving that energy because it wants to dislocate, it wants to flow more freely, and it, you can have it ending up, you know, in different places. So so the a headache could be just the energy wants to move, like you've been holding on to stuff, and it wants to get out. So um, does that make does that make sense? Yes, I'm wondering if you, so. You asked me what my like what my body was experiencing. Is there, I know you said that there's no right or wrong way, but is there um, reactions that are more common? Like if my listeners just did this, like what are some of the things they could have expected to feel? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, because we're releasing this energy or this tension, right? Um, Often the common things uh, are, for instance, yawning. Oh my gosh, yawning. If you do this, Often uh, when you're releasing, so the bigger the yawn, the more energy is kind of getting released, right? This is good. Uh, I'm a huge yawner myself. So I know when something's like happening for me, it's it's really obvious. Um, for some people, you could have tears. Like that's another thing for me. I have tears that actually come out of my eyes because it's almost like if you've ever had, you're really, really tired and <laughs> You know, I don't know, maybe this is a me thing, but, you know, like sometimes your eyes tear just because because you're so tired. Right? Yes. Um, that that would be another thing. Have you had that before? I have. I know exactly what you mean. Yes, <laughs> you have. OK, good, good. Um, some people laugh like that's a really cool thing. Like all of a sudden they're laughing or they're smiling. They've got a big smile on their face or the, a big one, too, is sighing like, oh, right. That's a common one. Something. Um, so I'm glad you. It's the release. It's the release. And, uh, this feeling of calm. It's like this, like this wave of calm that, that comes over you. So, um, yeah. And I like your, your warning about don't do this if you're driving. I, I would agree with, I would agree with that. 
Um, yeah, you can. What you can do, though, if you're driving, you can have at the stoplight, uh, when the light's uh, red, you can have one hand on your steering wheel. And with your other hand, uh, you can tap just the, the one side. So you don't have to do both. Some people just prefer the one side of their face and because it's sort of that symmetrical thing. So, um, you know, even if you're doing one side, you're still having a really good impact. I personally, I just like both because it feels better for me. It's like, I, I, I'm a Libra. So we like balance, right? So I like kind of doing both, both sides, but one is fine. Yeah. And, uh, oh, the other thing for your listeners that are going, okay, this is too weird. I'm, I'm not sure about this. Um, where it's really good. We have meridian points on the end of our fingertips. And so you can actually tap on your hand without even having to go to your face. So if you're in a meeting and somebody says something and you're kind of stressed out or you don't agree with them and it really bugs you, you can actually under the table with your hand, you can take your thumb and you there's a where the nail bed is, right? You are just tapping um, and breathing. So just eat, you go to each of your, your fingers. I'm trying yep, to do it. Yeah, exactly. And you're using your thumb. Yeah, you're trying. Yeah, you're exactly. You're using your thumb. And then you do that a few times and just see what that's like. Because for some people, it's just as effective as doing the face. For me, I'll say it's not it. I do feel the impact. I prefer doing the facial points because I feel more when I'm doing the facial points. But I also have gotten reliefs from just using the fingers. And still breathing. So that's, that's kind of a nice little option if you don't want to be so obvious about it. I don't want to say what I'm thinking or feeling. Um, <laughs> I don't know that it's a, it's in my comfort level. I'm normally not speechless when he, this um, <laughs> has a little bit of the same impact as arousal for me. Mm, okay. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to explain it other than that, but it feels, it feels like things that my body does at different times that aren't on air, you know? So, so okay. That was interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, the one thing I want to say, and I, I think, you know, it's important that you're bringing this up too, is, um, you know, you have to, you have to respect your body, you have to respect where you're at. For some people, you know, it's like, go slow, right? Um, and notice what your body is doing, you might just want to just be mindful, you know, um, where you are, what state of mind you're in, maybe it's not a good thing to do this. Um, you know, at certain times of the day, like, you know, you just, you experiment with it and, and go slow and, um, just learn about what your body's trying to communicate with you because we know that our biology drives our psychology. So being in tune, what's, what's going on in your body as you're doing this? Are you feeling anything moving around? You know, because one of the things with tapping, uh, people do use this for pain management as well. And so they focus, you know, when they're focusing on a certain body part, maybe they're feeling something in their stomach and they're kind of focusing on that or saying it out loud. What can happen is that that sensation that was started in the stomach can actually move somewhere else and they may feel it in their shoulder, right? 
and then they focus on the the shoulder and they tap on it and then it can it can clear but it's you know it's just shows us once again there's a lot of the stuff that we are hanging on to um that uh that can get released and i i do want to say too because i it's a simple thing but it's powerful and if people are interested in working on some you know really important issues um i always say like seek out a professional who's certified in eft or a a lot of um sort of psychotherapists and and helping professionals are using EFT as part of their toolkit. So, you know, that's just one thing. And 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 so yeah, just shop around for somebody that you feel you can trust um, if you want to go into deeper issues because it's it's really great at dealing with trauma and all kinds of of issues, but it's not something that you want to do by yourself in terms of, uh, you know, really going, going there. Right. But for, for our intents and purposes of just trying to de-stress the body, um, it, it's generally pretty, pretty safe, um, to, to use, but, you know, just respect I, where you're at is, is I, really what I, I want to say. I feel like I made you nervous by having that reaction. Your, your, your tone kind of changed a little, you're still comfortable and good. It was the only way to express oh, yeah. healing. Okay. I just wanted to check in with you on that. Um, so you said... Well, can I just say, sorry, can I just say something before we go? I just want to say what that is too, is that I take this really, It's uh, I want to be responsible with this. So I think it's really important that you did share that because if someone is having a reaction where they're not sure about it, like I just want to give people permission that that's okay, right? And really respect themselves, so... Okay. That's all. So maybe it happened for a <laughs> I'm <reason>. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't yeah, get it. Exactly. Um, so yeah. you said we only did one round. So what is the recommended mm-hmm. amount of rounds? Okay. Um, there's no fast and furious rule, but typically if you do even two rounds or three rounds, um, you know, that's that can go a long way, right? And I would say to people just experiment with it. And see, you know, how many rounds do you need? Some people, they get one round. They're like, Oh, <laughs> I felt, <laughs> I felt that, you know, um, but two or three is, is, is good. And so it doesn't take long. And, and often I say like combine it with something you're doing. So if in the morning you're used to having your cup of coffee or tea or whatever, you know, as you're drinking it, you know, try doing a few rounds of, of tapping. You don't have to use any words. Um, you don't even have to be thinking of anything, but if there is something that, that, you know, you're kind of contemplating, uh, you know, something that happened, you can kind of tap at the same time and, and just take note of, of what goes on, of what goes on for you. Um, but yeah, it really is. It doesn't take long. It's, it's, it can work really quickly. And oh, I want to say this too, before you go to bed, really good. If you're lying there and your mind's going, <laughs> is that, you know, you can just tap and it, it kind of brings you in the moment as well. It brings you into the present and during the breathing and often you'll start to yawn and it, it helps you go to sleep. And it I find with me, I have deeper sleeps when I do this tapping before I go to bed, right? So um, I would, yeah, that's another cool way to use it. My poor family that's, that I'm living with right now is going to love me when I go downstairs and I'm like, come on guys, we got to do this. Um yeah I'll get the whole household on board so can we bring it back for a minute so we've learned the technique we've talked about some of the value can we maybe discuss how this would impact someone in recovery 
or maybe someone who's trying to give up um, a substance or a behavior that we'll call addiction, you know, like how could this benefit them? Like more like the, mm-hmm. the why we've talked about it kind of in yeah. general, but can, can we get a little specific on that? Absolutely. So I would say there, there are a few things that can help with this. So, you know, we know with addiction, what, what is feeling that addiction? What are the, maybe those emotions that, um, that, you know, have been the result or being fueled by maybe certain memories or certain habits or, um, certain, you know, shame based feelings or, you know, whatever it is. Um, often tapping on those emotions and here you can, once again, you can tune in. So if you're, if you are being, um, you know, you're, you're having a response, an emotional response to something that, um, is maybe putting you in a position where you may want to use that substance or, or use that, uh, you know, addictive behavior, right? If you kind of are aware, that's where the awareness comes in, like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling really anxious right now, because I'm, you know, I I want to have a cigarette, let's use smoking, right? Or I want to have a cigarette, or I want to have, you know, if somebody has an eating addiction or something, and they're, um, you're having these strong cravings, right? It's really good to, to, to think about what it is that is activating you, what is the emotion and tapping through that. So for instance, let's say I'm anxious because I want to have a cigarette, but you know, part of me doesn't want to have that cigarette, right? So, you know, I could, I could say, okay, oh, all this anxiety. So I'm tapping, I'm tapping and talking. I'm naming that emotion that is actually fueling, mm-hmm. potentially fueling my wanting to all this anxiety. So I'm tapping on my eyebrows here, all this anxiety, side of the eye, all this anxiety under the eye. I really want that cigarette under the nose. I know I shouldn't have it, but I really want it right now. All this anxiety. And you just go simple, like simple language. It's like stating your truth. I think that's the easiest way to say it. What is going on for you right now in this moment? Well, this is how I'm feeling. You know, a part of me really wants that cigarette right now, even though I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't have it. I shouldn't go there. Oh my gosh. I, part of me really, really wants to smoke. Side of the eye. Another part of me doesn't want to. Under the eye. This is really hard. Under those, I'm really tempted right now in this moment. And you know how it goes. So you're kind of working through it and you're, you're, you're lowering that intensity for the craving or of the emotion that is contributing to wanting to, to use that, use that particular substance. So, um, I know there's research that's been done on addictions and EFT. And so I would encourage if anybody's thinking about, you know, exploring this, um, you know, Google and, and see what the research is just so they're familiar with sort of the process of doing this. I know for cravings, it's been very effective. I'm more familiar with cravings, for instance, for foods and things like that. There's a lot of studies that have been done in Australia. Dr. Peta Stapleton. Um, she is an expert on eating disorders. So she does a lot of studies around food. And, you know, when you have a, a something that you are, let's say, I'll give you an example, uh, uh, chocolate brownies, you're somebody that can't go without chocolate brownies, and you're eating them all day. Uh, she will have that person take that chocolate brownie, smell it, 
you know, see what is it about that brownie you like? Okay. And then tapping sort of, oh, the, uh, you know, the smell of this chocolate as it, um, the taste of this chocolate as it melts in my mouth. Um, uh, it smells so good, you know, and so all those aspects of whatever that food group is. Um, and then there's something about that process. When you tap, you kind of take the, the intensity of the wanting of that food so that, and, and you measure it before and after. So out of 10, how, how badly do you want that brownie? Oh, an 11. Okay. You do the topping a couple of rounds. Now, you know, smell it again. How much do you want that brownie? A lot of people will go to like four out of 10, right? It's, there's mm-hmm. something about the intensity of the craving that comes down. And so, and then, you know, you do a couple more rounds and for a lot of people, they can actually, they smell and they go, no, it smells chemical now. Like, I, you know, it doesn't have any appeal. I can leave it. Wow. So it's, you know, it reduces that craving. And I know I had read about a study um, or uh, somebody who had worked with somebody who was using cocaine and that had been really effective as well, as, you know, in, in terms of that piece. Um, by the same token, we know addictions are complex. There's a lot involved. So it's, you know, uh, it, it typically will take several sessions about, okay, what is fueling that addictive behavior in the first place? You know, what is going on there and working through, through that. And when that gets more neutralized and settled, um, the result is that there's less of that, um, you know, intensity of the, of that craving for whatever it is. So it's, it can be very powerful in terms of, of that, that piece as well. Monique, as you were doing that, you were using, language it made sense to me you were acknowledging the emotion um the feelings the the senses what -hmm. showed up for me is how important is the words and here's what I mean how I wanted to use it after listening to that was to combat that voice in my head so not using the language that you did it'd be like no I'm not smoking you're not winning this battle stop it. You know, I call it my attitude or um, in my inner group that I'm in, they name their addiction, you know, like, like I I call it also old Bobby and new Bobby, right? Like old Bobby showing up. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it okay to, I almost want to say be combative um, or to try to put the voice in its place? Is that as effective or should we be careful about our words uh, as we're speaking, you know what I, the it's really what works for you. I think that's the thing. I I, I think we tend to get hung up on the words, uh, and that scares people away because they're like, oh, I don't know what to say. Um, it's really what is your truth. So if that's your truth and the language that helps you kind of work through this, then yeah, just have that conversation. But instead of having it in your head. You know, you can say it out loud and you can tap along with it and just start to notice what, what happens. And, and, and often because what you're doing, um, Bobby is that we're accessing our subconscious mind as well. So it is not uncommon as you tap to all of a sudden get these, uh, thought bubbles or these insights and you're going, wow, where did that come from? You know, but then it gives you something else to go, okay, obviously that that surfaced for a reason, right? It, it is, wants me to bring my awareness to it. And then you might go to your next round, you know, let's say you're, you're topping on, on, on what you just said there. And some, all of a sudden this thought comes up, you know, okay, I'm just pulling from thin air, right? Um, 
uh, I don't know. Oh, you know, I can do better than this. Okay. Or something like that. Um, and then you, you, you wouldn't, you could include that and you go, Oh, you know, I can do better than this. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know I can do this. I've been working really hard on, you know, I don't want the old, the old me to come back, the old Bobby to come back here, you know, like whatever. So it's, yeah. So you can use whatever works for you is the answer. Anything that will encourage you to try it, speak your truth, because that's really what's going on in your head. And, and there's something, there's a power to using language, but it's not a prerequisite for tapping to work. Um, so in, in some ways, it's better if people get used to the points and they, um, they notice for themselves that there's, there's a, a positive shift. And then when they get sort of more, you know, they can get more sophisticated with it by using language. Um, I know for me personally, with what's helped a lot is called, uh, you know, it's when you kind of rave about something. So something gets you really upset and then, uh, or somebody, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I've used it. I had a relationship with, with somebody and it was, uh, this person triggered me so much. Right. And I would just say, you know, I'd find a quiet spot and I'd say out loud, oh, you, you know, effing fill in the, you know, fill in the <laughs> blank there, right? Like words that normally you, you would go, I shouldn't be saying that. That's not very nice, but forget that. Like just, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say the words, cause it really releases a lot of that energy of anger and frustration and whatever else is going on. Because if you talk, if you vent without the tapping, you can actually become more, uh, worked up, right? You know, but when you tap, it's like you're getting yourself in this frenzy, but you're releasing the energy behind, behind that emotion. You're re- releasing that. So, um, so it's just another thing. There's, I have a lot of tips sort of in, in, uh, in my book on what you can do. And, and it explains how you can get to some of these core beliefs that are fueling, uh, the addiction as well. Like, you know, it's not possible for me, you know, for somebody, it might be, this is too hard. It's not possible for me to change my behavior or something like that. You know, you can actually start tapping on the, the resistance to making the change. You can actually, you know, it, it challenges that inner belief, which is why it's so powerful. So it's a really multi-level modality from the stress reduction to changing your core beliefs into something much more positive and empowering and having a vision for who you want to be and what are the characteristics and aspects because you do change those neural pathways, which helps you transform into your, you know, preferred self, if you will. Beautiful. If we were able to do this on Zoom, I'm imagining that you can probably work with clients on Zoom. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So where yeah. can people find you? you? Can... Yeah, uh, my website is uh, moniquereport.com. Um, so maybe I should, should I spell that, Bobby? Yeah, spell <laughs> it out. We'll have it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-V-E-R-P-O-O-R-T dot com. Beautiful. And, uh, there's, there's also a lot of research studies on there because, uh, the, over the last 10 years, there, the research has been exponential and super exciting. And so, uh, for people who are a little on the fence about what is this, uh, woo woo kind of thing that we're talking about, uh, I invite people to go have a look at that. And there's also a tapping chart with all the points. 
and a little instruction sheet so people can um, do this and, and ref- refresh themselves if they missed uh, where the points are. Beautiful. So they know where to find you. They know what it is. Is there anything that I neglected to give you an opportunity to share or that I forgot to ask, Monique? Um, no, not really. Just maybe um, I think one thing that I really didn't talk about, too, is sort of my interest in also getting not just EFT out there, but, um, you know, this, this the book I, I wrote, Is This All There Is? Living a Life Beyond Obligation, was really geared to women who tend to uh, have been conditioned to put everybody else's needs ahead of their own. And so how to work through some of those socialized beliefs about having to be there for everybody and kind of putting themselves on the back burner and how with tapping, you can actually work through those beliefs and transform them so that you give yourself what it is that you need first um, before you're there for everybody else. So that was the the motivator to do that. Um oh. Yeah, especially through through the pandemic, women and, and, and men too, but women have had bear the brunt of a lot of the uh, sort of household uh, responsibilities and caregiving and, and so on. So I'm sure a lot yeah, of women think can it's use time that up. help. So thank you for that. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. Like I had so much fun doing this. Um, I don't know that I've ever gotten that physical on a show before. So that was kind of interesting. <laughs> good experiential (laughs) exactly exactly well thanks for being here i appreciate what you're doing monique and i'm glad i had the opportunity to share you with my audience yeah well thanks so much for having me bobby i really enjoyed it